yo, it's sick and wrong. This is Tracy Morgan. I just wanted to let you know that I love your show, and I want you to keep going on with the dogs. Thanks a lot. Peace. Activate my curly hair stick. Initiate Chukla. Commence annoying commentary. Begin geek upload. System check complete. All systems operational in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. This is sick and wrong. The podcraft. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, E. Simon. I'm your other host, Lance Wackerly. It's good to have you back, Wackerly. It's good to be back. How was uh, how was vacation? How was uh, did you, did you go to like uh, like the country? Like you went on like a wilderness nature? Outing? Yeah, wilderness. Went to Yosemite or not Yosemite? I keep saying that Yellowstone. Did you see any bears? Uh, no bears. Saw some moose. Got to see Old Faithful. Oh, I've I've seen that before. Nature's zit. <laughs> <laughs> I guess Isn't that kind of what it is? Did you see it actually go off and you see it erupt? Of course. You don't go to Old Faithful and not wait for it to erupt. Where you're just like, oh, nice hole in the ground. Well, okay, well how bye. often does it do it? Every hour or something. That's why they call it Old Faithful. See, when I got there, I didn't know that. When you I didn't got watch there, the eruption? No, it was kind of late and we were like sitting there waiting. I guess maybe it just had just, it just finished right, right when we walked up. Hmm. But it was cool to see. I mean, it's it, not. I mean, it's not that cool. I don't think you missed out a lot. Well, it's kind of like a a natural show, you know, like like yeah. the Bellagio, well, what, but natural. Yeah. Well, it's funny is they have, you know, there's a big hotel there that's from like 1850 or something, and that that used to qualify as like big time entertainment for people. <laughs> like we're gonna build a 300 room hotel on this site because there's this big water spurt. Do people, people still pay stay lots there? of money? Yeah, of course. It's still like, uh, oh, I didn't even realize. I, I don't think in this day and age people would, would build the hotel, but seeing as how it's, I mean, now it's kind of a historical thing just to go stay at the hotel because it's so old, but I don't think Donald Trump would be, build a giant, you know, Trump hotel around a geological feature. Maybe yeah. I, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. <laughs> maybe he will harness the power of immigrants. Yeah, we also got to see Harrison Ford was eating at a restaurant we were at. It was a big highlight. Did you approach him and take a selfie? No, of course not. No. He approached me. Oh, Are you the famous like, podcaster? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm in the same I'm room like, as Lance uh, Wackerly. Mr. Ford, please. Leave me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's good to have you back, man. Uh, a lot Thank has you. happened. A lot has happened since you've been on vacation. Like You go on vacation to the wilderness, you're cut off from modern, uh, modern news. We had cable and everything. <laughs> yeah, but were you like constantly checking your Facebook, no, your Instagram, checking. you know, your uh, your websites, your blogs? Nope. So you might have missed not. some of this stuff. Uh, Burning Man's happening this week, infested by uh, stink bugs that uh, uh, apparently attack people, like they bite you. You heard about those? Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't figure out. Are they fleas or or what? Are they locusts? What are they talking about? No, they're stink bugs. Like they emit stink, an odor. That's what it, a, an actual stink bug. It's a it's a a type of stink bug. I'm not. How you would know, you know? Because I've read something in a blog. No, I'm saying like, with all the dirty hippies. At well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, oh, so they're gonna smell worse. Like, can you even tell? <laughs> maybe better. Yeah, or may, maybe better actually. 
So uh, that that's going kind of on. Staple of the show, making fun of Bernie Man for ten years. Yeah, it's kind of hard not to though. It's like it's like low hanging fruit. You know? I always think I would have fun going, but did people the Burning Man the Burning Man people, you know, the ones who are really into it, they take themselves so seriously. It's hard. To, yeah, but you're not, not the CEO. But you're not the CEO of a dot com company. I don't think you're allowed to go anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Tickets are like eight hundred dollars or something a piece. Right? And you're firstborn. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't think you can. I don't think you and I could just go. No. You have to be the CEO of like Twitter. Oh, did you hear about that uh, terrorist attack in France on that speeding train? Apparently, if the train slowed down from a certain speed, it would explode or something. Like, oh, that... yeah, Dennis Hopper is it... terrorizing people. <laughs> is that what happened? Was it, is it that kind of a terrorist attack? No, I think it was a dirty Muslim. Oh, God damn it. I was, ho- I was hoping <laughs> I heard terrorist, terrorist so attack on a train. I was like, why wouldn't ISIS just be like, make this bomb? You know, like the movie, watch the movie Speed and be like, oh, I really like this movie. I think that guy was idea. Moroccan, which is sort of a different area of the world for a terrorist to come from, yeah, but still Muslim. He's a, he's a Muslim terrorist. <laughs> right, but it's not the Middle East. It's North How, Africa. Has ISIS claimed it yet? Like, this was our, no. our plan to claim any kind of uh, terrorist well, ISIS activity. Is, uh, they're over in the Middle East. This is Morocco. Terrorism. Yeah, but they could have said they sent the guy out. It's one of our satellite offices. <laughs> <You know>? Franchise? <laughs> our franchise. <laughs> No, it wasn't as cool as I'm making it out to be. I wish it would have been like a speed type of scenario. Excellent movie yeah, that nobody, it is. Terrorists today, they never come up with entertaining things. I know. It's, instead of having some kind of inventive, you know, I mean, destructive they did fly device. An airplane into a skyscraper. That was good, though. That was, that was also inventive. like, what, like 2001? Uh, when was that? What have you done for me lately, as Janet Jackson says? Yeah. Was it 2002? I always forget the date of that. I think it was 93. Oh, wait. Was it? Was it? No, that was a, that was another terrorist attack. They oh. do the, the plane. I'm just saying the plane sometimes thing's tired. Yeah. Not uh, Never always. Forget, but sometimes. Yeah, tattoo. Um, the plane thing is just tired. It's trite. It's been done before. That's why I think the speeding train with a bomb. At least it, right. you know it's it was a great plot of an excellent movie. A lot of these movie. people, Islamic terrorists, like they have you know they're very smart. They have you know STEM degrees. How about if one? How if they like deorbited a satellite? And it like fell on I don't know some big building that would be pretty impressive. Why not deorbit the satellite? Have it land over in somewhere in Afghanistan, equip it with like some like death ray, put it back up there, and start shooting people or threatening. No, I just to. want it to crash into something. Well, I'm, you're they, thinking you, they should take it over crash and make a death thing. ray. Yeah, they've done the crash or put like death rays on camels or so, something. I'm just saying it's like something more than okay. We're gonna give the guy a machine gun on a train. A big fucking deal, dude. I know. It's kind of boring. However, guess who came to uh, the, the rescue here? Who saved the day? The Finnish? <laughs> no. U.S., once again, right saving Europe from attack. So um, Right. I heard all the, uh, all the French train crew like barricaded themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, leaving the passengers, leaving the passengers and the children just to fend for their se- the, themselves. Yeah. You know, that, that scenario is a bit familiar. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's happened before. There was a one British guy was involved in in saving them too. My hat's off to the Brits, though. You know, yeah. they, they never they never the same backed thing. down. Like they, yeah. they, they saved the continent. Back they in saved WWIA. the continent. Invasion of Normandy. British people helping out. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. Well, but there you go, France. We'll save your ass again. Did you read about how those guys though? They like did like this coordinated attack. Like the guy, the terrorist had to cock the the Kalashnikov, mm-hmm. and they're like 
get him, Spence. And like Spence, Spence, one of the Marine dudes. And I don't even think they're Marines. I think they're like an Air Force guy and a couple of reserve one guys. One guy was like, a reserve dude, yeah. Yeah, Coast Guard or something. And he like tackled the dude. And then the three of us came up, grabbed the rifle, he, right? He was a reservist coming back from Afghanistan. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. But they like tackled the guy. It's just an unlucky train for that, or unlucky car for the terrorists to, to uh, launch the attack. I mean, Because there's just, Americans on it? Well, We're American soldiers, people. you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if it had just been a bunch of French housewives, I think he probably would have had a higher death toll. But so that they, they coordinate the attack, they grab the uh, the gun and then just beat the guy to beat the guy to like unconsciousness with the butt of yeah. the gun, which is everybody's dream. Yeah, you know, just to beat a terrorist in the face. He's unconscious. <laughs> he's unconscious. He's so I mean, think how good that must feel to do that. <laughs> you know, Especially I mean, when he was just trying to shoot you. You know. And then I heard like all these survivors on the train just started singing that uh, Team America theme song. No, you know, not heard the Alouette song. No, no, they they all broke into like America. You know, America. Do you think they're getting some fine French ass model ass right now? I, I bet you they are. I mean, yeah. they should be. But uh, yeah, that, that's some some America. So what I'm saying, a lot of stuff has happened in the news. One of the biggest stories, and I hope you're not nervous about this, although I didn't check your email address. Ashley Madison hack is real. We heard about this a few months ago. A group called the Impact Team, a group of internet do-gooders, some internet white knights. It sounds like one of those uh, like Christian uh, strongman like entertainment troops. Remember those things? Those power guys. Like you yeah. can pray to Jesus and bash through a block yeah. of ice. Yeah. The Impact <laughs> Team. So they're hackers, and they uh, released a huge trove of personal data. On potential adulterers. So they hacked into Ashley Madison's account and released uh, uh, email addresses, credit card numbers, not the whole credit card number, the last four digits, but the name on the account. Just for confirmation purposes. Um, they said they actually told, they kind of threatened, and it's almost an extortion deal here. They threatened uh, Toronto's Avid Life Media that if you did not shut down Ashley Madison and Sugar Daddy's site, Establish Men, within one month, they're going to uh, release this data. And What's this dude's problem? Who, the Impact Team? Yeah. I that's what I'm telling you. They're white knights. They're do-gooders. This is like, remember the high school kid who was trying to develop uh, like a breathalyzer for weed or something? Oh, my God. Didn't we go Just off like, on that guy? Yeah, fuck off, dude. What do, what do you care that people are cheating? That's what I don't understand either. It's like, what? why? Why do you need to be this self-righteous hacktivist group? I guess if they're trying to get money out of it, they're just extorting the companies, but it didn't work. No, they, but the, they weren't extorting them for money. They weren't as being like, if you pay us a million dollars, we'll, you know, we're not going to release the information. Instead, they're like, you need to shut down your site. Christian like, why not hackers. go after Donald Trump? Why not go after like some, you know, corrupt politician? It's like, instead, it's like you're cock blocking like millions of people. And it's not Box just men. Out. Women yeah, boxing too. out. Yeah, boxing out. That's what they're doing. Uh, you know what they didn't? They didn't make any mention of ALM's Cougar Life. You heard about that? A sugar mommy site? <laughs> I've seen the TV ads. I didn't, you know, I didn't know about Cougar Life. Yeah. Am I, am I too old the to ads, be no, prey? The ads are cougar amazing prey? if you've watched a TV because it's like a cougar, obviously. A hot one, which isn't typical, but for the ad, they got a hot one. And she's, uh, she's sort of walking through like a singles bar and she's like, and then there's these like 20 year old dudes, you know, with these super vapid bitches making them buy drinks. And, and she's like, <laughs> are you sick of the game or whatever? And then she goes like, I'll buy you a drink. And the like 20 year olds like, hell yeah, mama <laughs> pushes the 22 year old skank out of the way. 
Sign up for cougarlife.com. Sign up for Cougar Life. Yeah, it's a metaphor for she knows how to work it in the sack. Yeah, and you know, she she'll she can buy her own drinks and pay for dinner herself. Or pay it's a, for it's, you. It's like a big men's rights thing, right? <laughs> I don't know why I have to pay for the meal. It's like just cough it up at the Sizzler, dude. Yeah, it's like a you know, big deal, dude. Come on. Right. She's going to go near your balls sometime in the future. Know, you haven't washed your dick in three days. She's right. probably going to put your balls in, her, in your mouth, you know, in her mouth. So just deal with it. Um, so, yeah, they, uh, Ashley Massey did not shut the, shut the site down. They did not um, you know, t- listen to their threats and uh, take them to heart. Instead, they're just like, no, we're just going to keep operating. You know, our, our websites for cheaters. And so, sure enough, the, uh, the hackers released all this data. They dumped it onto the dark web. <laughs> yeah, gigabytes of names, addresses, credit card numbers, all dumped onto the dark web. But now it's on normal web, right? It's not that. No, so they dumped the information, but then all these other sites, which is actually a pretty Pick good idea, just went over and made, like, search engines. Like, developers yeah. just made a search engine that you could just type in your email address and see if it shows up. Hmm. Um, there, there's another one that uh, I actually checked out where you could search all the contacts in your Gmail account because there were a lot of these Gmail addresses. So it was like the developer who set it up. It's been taken down, though, but I checked it out yesterday afternoon because I read about hmm. it on Reddit. Um, you, could, you could just put in your email address, share your contacts, and we'd search through everyone and find out all the names that are on there. Two ex-girlfriends <laughs> on there. Not going to mention any names, but two. I was like, whoa. And then a lot of people, because I have like uh, these you know, mailing lists of all the sick and wrong fans and oh, yeah, Rampage Radio fans. Yeah. You should extort our fans to buy I, I don't know them, but I was just like, wow, there were a lot of hits. I was surprised. I was like, wow, okay, a lot of unhappy marriages out there in sick and wrong land. Yeah. We're much more ethical than to do that, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know what's funny? So Ashley Madison obviously is uh, in triage mode here. They're trying to be, trying to be like, no, you know what? Oh, they're them, done, right? No, I mean, their business is over. But there's their CTO here, uh, Raja Bhatia, is saying the data is not authentic. There's no evidence that this data is authentic. <laughs> oh, shut the fuck up! Come on, dude. <laughs> they said thirty to eighty different claim dumps came up online, and most of these dumps are entirely fake. Really? So then, how come you guys are being sued for five hundred seventy-eight million dollars class action lawsuit? Yeah, five hundred seventy-eight million. You should almost just join up on that. <laughs> just to, I don't, it's like insurance. You can't sign up for insurance after you get your leg torn off in a fucking car accident. Such Doesn't a bummer. Yeah. Um, some security experts here told the Huff Post that it's not unusual for an organization to deny the legitimacy of data breach. Dude, they're denying anything they can right now. The Eddie Murphy defense. <laughs> I mean, would you? <laughs> <Wasn't me. laughs> but I mean, it won't take that long to change, you know, once their customers are committing suicide. Doesn't Ashley Madison advertise on a lot of podcasts? I mean, there's going to be a ripple effect. I know they advertise in Howard Stern. And it seems like if a lot of Howard Stern's advertisers show up on podcast advertising, such as Adam and Eve. Yeah, I've tried to get them to advertise on here. I think they took one list of the show. We're not and respectable like, enough for no. the fucking adult <laughs> cheating website. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> they never even return my emails. Yeah. Mm. Dicks. Look who's laughing now, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there's uh, you know, a lot of information there is online. But, you know, you think about it, though. In theory, an individual's address could pop up in the data dump, even if that person never signed up for an account. Like someone else could have signed up for an account using that email. Yeah, I read that there was no email ver- verification. You know, like most sites you sign up for and then it says... 
you know, check your email and click the link to, to finish the process. But I guess Ashley Madison wasn't doing that. Well, I mean, I can't even think of how many gay porn sites I put your email, your personal email in. So it's like, yeah, you know, that's what I tell everybody. <laughs> I, I'm just, that's why it doesn't surprise me that some, you know, Mr. Funny Ha Ha out there is like, I'm going to play a prank on my friend, my married right. friend, and maybe just totally destroy his marriage. Yeah, he'll get a divorce. It's gonna be <laughs> hilarious. He's going to be able to hang out with me and go drinking on Friday nights now. <laughs> Finally. Um, but so that could have happened. However, how do you deny the credit card numbers, names, and home address data that was also released? Yeah. I mean, that's the much more damaging. The funniest thing to me is how stupid people who work for the government are because they found a bunch of like people were using their governmental email to sign up for Ashley Madison. Yeah, that's I don't true. know about Gmail or Hotmail. I mean, that, that, that's the thing. By like, the way, I'm uh, heading up. You're getting audited. <laughs> I'm, I'm leading the charge. Well, I mean, think of all these. There's a lot of ordinary people obviously are going to be affected. But think of the public figures and politicians. And then, yeah, these guys are just idiots, too. Like, why not just make... I mean, I can understand making a fake account. But if you're going to get a paid account, that, that's what's damaging. It's not yeah. the people with just an email address, because you could deny that. But it's the paid account. Yeah, you're you know you're putting you your know credit card information. In. At that point. So I don't even think it really matters if you used a fake address at that point, because you're using a credit card. Right. So it's your real name is going to be on that. <sighs> so, I mean, it's interesting. I, you know, I don't know what the repercussions are going to be yet, but there are definitely, there's definitely going to be a bit of a ripple effect. So I think this kind of lends a question. It's like, so what do you do? I mean, let's say your, your wife goes to one of these myriad sites out there, enters your email address, and it shows up. Hmm. What, do you, what do you do? What do you say? I would say that it happened before we met. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's like, so the email address like, shows she'd up. She'd be like, well, why are you on a married cheating site? And I'd be like, I just thought it'd be funny. <laughs> I don't know. I'm looking for a cougar. Yeah, well, I mean, you could say, you know, the, no they, strings attached. they say that a lot of couples go on there searching for other couples because it's, it's all about, you know. Yeah, and you said you had two ex-girlfriends on there. Obviously, like you guys, you weren't married. They were girlfriends. And I don't think either of those people are married now. So why, what are they doing on there? Well, it makes me wonder, though, when they signed up, like, did they sign up while we were going? Well, one of them I dated a long time ago. So, I mean, that, that doesn't surprise me. But the other one, I know, is a bit of a gold digger. So I'm wondering if she went on there. And I think there are probably a lot of women that do, do go on there just to, you know, dig they for know gold. these married guys will, will pay for their shit because, they, you know, they want to keep everything on the down low, keep you happy if you're the lady. And there's going to be just built-in discretion there. Right. Because it's like, you know, the, the woman's on this site. I bet you they can, he could just meet a mistress. and probably be right. pretty easy to, to meet a mistress. And these girls, they want to keep fucking like the, their shitty drummer b- boyfriend while, they have, <laughs> while they're screwing around with the rich guy who pays for everything. So that, that's the, the shitty thing. Bo- shitty drummer boyfriend doesn't have any money. Well, my ex, like, yeah, like she was supported by an older, you know, uh, generous man <laughs> who like paid for her rent. But meanwhile, yeah, she's dating whoever she wants. And I think a lot of these girls have this situation. But a lot of strippers go on to uh, Ashley Madison. As they should. I mean, I think that's an honest relationship right there. <laughs> it's a stripper. Like, you know what you're getting into. Well, you brought up a point earlier when we were talking about this that, uh, well, why not? Why are these guys so stupid? Why are they signing up for Ashley Madison? Why not go on like OkCupid okay or Craigslist? Right. But, and you can, even, you can even be open and honest about it. You can say in your description of OkCupid okay or Tinder or whatever, Craigslist, like, I'm a married dude. I'm looking for married women who are interested in having discreet affair. I mean, I guess that could... And then you have a little bit more plausible deniability. You can always say, if your wife finds it, you know, uh, you know oh, that's my old OkCupid okay account, you know, from before we met. 
I mean, that could work, I suppose. But it's, I think with Ashley Madison, though, it's like you're guaranteed discretion, especially if you meet another married woman on there. Or married you brought person. up something funny. What if you found like your mom on it? <laughs> well, that you know, it's funny because uh, so my girlfriend was telling me that she searched, she did the thing where she entered her Gmail contacts in there and did a search. Uh-huh. And I was like, Well, are you looking to see if I showed up? And she's like, You know, I wouldn't have been as concerned if you did because you could have been like, You know, before I was dating, I was looking to bang some married chicks. She's like, That's not podcast big research. Yeah, podcast <laughs> research. I, podcast I use that research. for everything. Yeah, child um, board, <laughs> podcast, podcast research. research. <laughs> but uh, she was saying what she was worried about is she's like, I don't know what would happen if my mom or dad's email address showed up. Yeah, I'd rather just not find out, to be honest. Yeah, but what do you do in that situation? Like, uh, would you say something to your mom if your dad's email showed up? Oh, I'd be getting the greatest Christmas gifts this year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting a PS4 and a Wii U and an Xbox One and a new computer. Well, that's what I said to her. I was like, or else, mom. <laughs> I was like, haven't you been saying you want a new car? It's like, here's a golden opportunity. Right. But um, she was like, I really no, I think we should up. buy our daughter a new car. Really, honey? Yes, I really think so. <laughs> okay. I think if I was her dad, though, I would be like, you know, daughter, I didn't want to have to tell you this, but me and your mom are swingers. <laughs> And we're okay. looking, it's just That's like, the, okay. That is the worst <laughs> possible outcome of the situation. It's not we're, as bad as you think, honey. No. We and your mom are super happy together. We just like to fuck other people we're, at the same time. We like to have orgies <sighs> in the entire house, including your bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, but yeah, so, you know, you, you wonder about this though, but it, I guess it's, unless you're like a huge, famous, high profile person, I think the chance of people finding out is pretty slim because there's millions of users and high profile rich or famous people don't have to go on to ashley madison to find somebody to fuck on the side exactly although i've heard that you can find i know uh lenora's met a few actors on tinder which i find kind of surprising like why would an actor need to be on tinder yeah maybe that disproves my point yeah but i don't know maybe they're just trolling for some uh it's easier i mean because even i guess even if you're famous you know, you you have your agent or whatever, like, hooks up, you know, relationships for you. But then you still have to go through it. Or Tinder, you can just look at, like, 50 women in an hour. Yeah, and just uh, and then they know they recognize you, so it's like and it's you not just like email. you're me being on Tinder where you have to waste all this time, like, trying to get the girl's attention because you're famous and you're just like, hey, what's up? And you're like, oh, my God. And not to mention, I think, isn't it uh, geographical? So they could see, like, oh, you're within a mile from me. Right. Well, let's meet up at this bar. And the, I bet you <laughs> actors probably get laid all the time. House. Yeah. <laughs> but I wonder, do you think... Uh, John Lovitz. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Schneider. <laughs> yeah, meet me at the bar. Do you think your uh, work, like work coworkers or f- other family members would have an issue if they found out about this? They found my email address? Like, let's say a coworker found my email did address. yeah your email address popped up do you think there was anything do you think it affect your work at all i don't know what and they confronted me about it I, I mean i i think i would be like mind your fucking business well that's the thing people are saying like oh this hack could really affect people's lives could cause people to commit suicide their social standing their jobs but it's like do you really think i mean i, I don't know like i don't even think my job in certain states adultery about that. is still illegal yeah, so can true. the cops come down on your ass? It's not even just the in U.S. though. This is worldwide. Well, yeah, people in, in a Canada, lot of places you'll get 
you'll get executed for it. I mean, if we're going back to like, like Saudi Arabia Syria or whatever. Yeah. But, the class Iran. action lawsuit originated in uh, Canada, hmm. but it's it's a Toronto based company. Yeah. But yeah, I'm like wondering if you know if you're in Sweden and you, you get caught up there. I wonder if you're just all of a sudden just it's like a scarlet letter kind of situation. I thought I thought those yeah. countries like Sweden, everybody just swings. Yeah, I think it's the Scandinavian countries. Yeah, on, on their IKEA furniture. Those up. are the those are the best countries in my opinion, and I hope that doesn't make me sound racist. But well, because they're Aryan, low crime, blonde hair, blue eyes, no Jews, high, high social benefits, no minorities. <laughs> 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 it's the master race. <laughs> um, yeah, but you know, it, it's yeah. yeah there's the, all the people there. You know, you're guaranteed no fat chicks. They're all like hot, aren't they? All attractive over oh, there in Sweden. Fat chicks. They eat all. They have all the chocolate and like you know the. Um, yeah, but they eat it in moderation. What's that weird fucking pasta spetzel they all eat? There's a lot of carbs in those diets. Don't the men breastfeed the children too? <laughs> well, you got to take the good with the bad. <laughs> but they keep saying like, "Do you think your work or family would have issues?" It's like I couldn't imagine my family having any issue with it unless it's like my children. Have you children. ever worked for it somewhere where like a prominent person had a divorce? That's always uncomfortable. You mean like a VP, or just you know like somebody that you work closely with and have you know, and they they have to break it to you? That's always weird. <laughs> like, yeah, like you know, you might never have any people have kids and you're always like, uh, how's your kids? You don't really care, but it's just a social greeting and you might not have any sort of real knowledge of the person's personal life, but they have to tell you that they're getting a divorce. Cause it's like, basically I think you're saying I'm going to be extremely depressed for the next three months. <laughs> so I just want to explain excuse. that I'm my horrible thing is happening in my life. My life's falling apart basically because my wife is divorcing me. Remember that job I had in SF, the uh, yeah. publishing company? So I was working there and I sat next to, well, sat across from this woman. She was like probably mid to late 40s, mother, going through a terrible divorce. Uh-huh. And for some reason, I don't know why she just I thought I was like her confidant or something, like she could talk to me. And I think it's because one time I was just like, I took my headphones off and, I, and, and <laughs> she, was, I, she looked off. upset and I was like, hey, are you okay? And then oh, she just like God. went into this whole thing. So she didn't, no one liked her there. She didn't last very long, but she didn't like her either. <laughs> loved me. She loved me. And she would like sit there and just be, tell me about all the horrible things her husband did. Mm. What's happening in this divorce is some very acrimonious split, like her lawyer costs and everything. It was just like, did oh, you get Jesus in there? Christ. That was a, a, a very common question amongst my coworkers. They're like, you know, you probably could <laughs> easily shag her to be filled up. She wasn't very attractive. So, I, I probably it's could a good have. Good deed for the yeah. day you could have done. Taking her into the fucking supply closet. <laughs> <laughs> the janitor closet's always been my fantasy. Not the janitor closet. It's dirty. In there. It smells like wintergreen fucking cleanser. But that, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah, when you have a coworker going through a divorce, it's better just to put your headphones in and walk away as soon as they mention. If you see a tear coming out, just oh, headphones God, walk, just bolt. Yeah, and be like, I gotta get some coffee. Can go make some copies. Um, so yeah, you wonder about that. The one thing I, I, I would, I guess, debate, like if I went to a site and there's a lot of sites out there, there's one called trustify.com where you could check your own email address. If I went to the site and I saw that my email address did show up in the hack, like my data was there, I would be debating, do I preemptively break this to my wife Hmm. or do I just try to, you know, play the odds and think maybe, I would, I think I'd go preemptive. You would preemptive. So what would you do? They say it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of like when. 
Maybe you'd say, you know what? Here's what I'd do. <laughs> Some advice from Wackerly. This probably wouldn't work, though. Yeah, no, this idea is bogus. It wouldn't even work. It, it, if you could get her email address in there somehow. <laughs> so you'd sign her up? Maybe I'd pay a PHP developer. I'd be like, listen, guy, you got to make me a fake website that looks like it searches the Ashley Madison thing that has my wife's email address and my email address. Mine's in the regular one. And then I'm going to sit down with my wife and be, hey, wouldn't it be funny to check our emails? And then we'll check them both and they'll both be in there. Situation diffused. I like this business. How much do you think I have to pay here? a developer to do that? Probably at least like five thousand dollars. Right? But cost, I think it'd be worth it. It would probably cost about five grand. You'd it's less have to, than you're gonna lose in a divorce. But then she would be like, "No, that's impossible." And I'd be like, "Oh, there must. It just must be like maybe a hacker put our email addresses into the Ashley Madison thing before." Well, let's go get a pizza. <laughs> that's a nefarious plot. I think that would work. Yeah. Like what I w- I think what I would have done is I would have been like. I was unhappy with the marriage and I went on there and, and, uh, was, you know, I was having some issues and I decided to do a search and then I, I just backed out. I didn't do it mm-hmm. and just be honest with it. Like, you know, I feel like we should be more sexually adventurous and just try to say it made me honest evaluate, evaluate the, uh, you know, our, the status of our relationship and then try to broach the topic that way. But I think she would be like, fuck you. We're getting a divorce. Cause think about all the Jew lawyers right now, the divorce lawyers. Oh, they're just so... Oh, my God, dude. I, mean, I can just picture them dancing the Hava Nagila, the horror, <laughs> like the song Hava Nagila, just like, we're going to make so much cash. Yeah. I mean, because if you think about it, a lot of... Most marriages, most marriages, people are unhappy. The partners are unhappy. You got to stay together because it's a pain in the fucking ass to break up. Yeah. To split, you got to get lawyers involved. You find something like this out, there's my excuse. This is a golden ticket. <laughs> Isn't it? I, I mean, if you're the lady, you're saying the but that's what I'm saying. It's like most women, husband. well, statistically speaking, most women uh, bring up divorce. Like they broach the topic of divorce. They bring up divorce. They uh, are, you know, Is they that true? instigate Did you look it. That up? Yeah, looked it up. They, they instigate divorce, like in marriages, not breakups. Like a breakup, if you're not married, it's usually kind of. I think it's just sort of uh, gender neutral. But mm-hmm. I think with divorces, it's women who instigate it. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking like a lot of women are passive aggressive. Then all of a sudden they go on the site, they see their husband's information. They're like, cheater, I'm mm-hmm. calling up Hyman Goldberg. <laughs> I'll let you. Uh, <laughs> Hyman Goldberg Esquire. And uh, I'm going to get a divorce. You know, divorce lawyers are going to make a lot of money. And I guess she gets everything because the guy's the one who cheated. So he's to blame. Is that the way it goes? Yeah. I mean, I think, well, it depends on the, uh, you know, California, it's uh, no fault. No fault. Yeah. So here you just do a split. (laughs) If you make a bunch more money, if you're the guy or the girl, the person who makes more money gets screwed, right? Because they have to like split it with the person. You split it up completely, especially if you own businesses in your name or homes in your name. So it doesn't even matter. Even before the marriage, it's it's a no fault split. Mm. Whereas I think in other states, if you, if infidelity occurred, then yeah, the, the judge awards everything to the other person. To the other person. So I think a lot of wives here are probably going to make bank along with their Jewish you know, divorce lawyers. Maybe so. this will uh, sort of get the economy going a little better. Then it's widespread <laughs> enough. Anyway, it'll be interesting to see what happens here. The the outcome of this Ashley Madison hack. I do think I think one thing for sure though week. is I don't think AshleyMadison.com is going to be around much longer. No, of course not. Can you imagine just being a dude who's like so oblivious, like who's signing up for it right now? (laughs) 
Well, could you imagine being this like cheating? Could you imagine being the the employee who's got all these stock options that's been there for five years? Cash out. I don't even think you can. Can you? No, probably. If they haven't gone public, right? Yeah, I would be really bummed. God damn it! Yeah. But if you're the employee who is in charge of like you know IT security, then he only has himself to blame. Yeah, and I think that was the problem because there was no IT security. You had one job. And I get hacked by the Christian hackers. Pivot's episode 497 here is sick and wrong. Uh, you know the way the show works. Send us your stories, your disturbing news items. We read them here on the show. If we give you credit, we'll send you a sick and wrong care package. You can submit your stories to sick and wrong podcast at hotmail.com or submit them via Twitter or Facebook. Got some good ones this week. Before we get to our first one, here's another. Here is a word from our sponsor. Hey, kids, do you like sex toys? Yeah! Then go to adamandeve.com and make a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. You'll get 50% off your first item, three free adult DVDs, free shipping, and a gift so sensual I can't even mention it on this podcast about murder and bukkake. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, like your uncle used to do to you. So the first story came in from Thorsten. Uh, it's topical. It relates, it relates directly to our intro. It's a story mm-hmm. of infidelity. So uh, thank you, Thorsten, for sending in this apropos article. Boxer cuts off lawyer's penis with garden shears after discovering his wife having an affair. Rusty garden shears? (laughs) (laughs) I love how the guy just carries garden shears with him. Well, maybe they're just handy at the time. Maybe it doesn't mean he carried them with him. Yeah, but oh, well, you know, this is a story. I think this guy brought them with him for this purpose. (laughs) This happened in Japan. Iki Kodukai, 24 years old, a professional boxer in Japan has been arrested for assaulting a lawyer in a brutal way. Allegedly, he went to the lawyer's office and cut off the man's penis with gardening shears, then his flushed penis. it down the toilet. You gotta say it like John Steele. His penis! He flushed his penis! <laughs> Are we gonna make jokes about Japanese cock size? Or we're gonna cock size? Go, go beyond that. Be you mature. Know, is the Kongsai stereotype of having the small dick, is that across Asian cultures, like Korean guys, Chinese guys, Vietnamese? Or is Which it... of the Asian subsection has the biggest dicks? Is that what we're asking? Hmm, I don't know. Maybe a listener can call in. But do you think Chinese guys are like, oh, Japanese guys so tiny, like a piece of rice? Or do you think it's the other way around? Like Japanese guys are like, oh, Chinese dick, very small, can microscopic There's lots of other penis. Asian types than Chinese and Japanese. Oh, okay, like, do you think Koreans <laughs> are, like, bagging on the, uh, yeah, like, the Vietnamese and the Indonesians? I'm sure, I'm sure there is a hierarchy. I just don't... I well, don't I know, know there is a class system, but I don't know if there's, like, a penis size system. You know, we should ask Japanese women about this, or Asian women in general, who have yeah. been with a lot of other Asian men. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm all for it. I think it's a good research project. So what are, you, what are you trying to imply? Are you trying to make a joke here? Like, you don't need gardening shears. You could have used tweezers. But I'm bummed. Like, is that what you're, well, you know, you're they just, uh, you know, like Japanese people are into like 
cutting the tiny trees. <laughs> so a bonsai tree pruning shears or something? Like compared to tr- pruning a, a regular tree, like a big stupid American, you know, gardener only knows how to prune a big real size tree. But Huge like American Japanese person tree. Has, has the, the fine detail skill to prune a little tiny bonsai tree. So... He flushed it down the toilet. Flush that penis down the toilet. Uh, the Japanese media reports that Kudukai committed the horrifying, cr- horrifying crime because he discovered that his wife was having an affair with this lawyer. So I'm wondering if this could be another possible outcome here of Ashley Madison. Hmm. You know, and they find out their wife. When did this happen? This happened like a week ago. Hmm. Could be. So it the could Japanese be. You know, the hack just came the out. Uh, they tend to be a very tech-savvy nation. So there, you know, there's a chance. It's worldwide information. I wonder if, if uh, Kurukai searched the database, saw the wife's email address, then all of a sudden his you know, suspicion alert came on here and was just like, you know what? I'm going to tag her. Starts, yeah, uh, starts, was, starts trailing her, finds out she's cheating on her with his lawyer, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, allegedly, he punched the lawyer, allegedly, he punched the lawyer several times in the face before tearing off his pants and severing his penis with gardening shears. <laughs> God, I feel bad for the Japanese dudes who are found out on Ashley Madison. This I is know, I mean, because Japanese people, you know, like, especially before World War II, they're just vicious. It's honor. It's about honor. Brutal. It's about honor. I mean, it's, it's more about like, okay, my wife's a cunt. She's cheating on me. Right. It's instead, it's like my honor my honor has, now has been, been stepped has upon. been stepped upon. Yeah, now I'm gonna go go not only beat this guy's ass, I'm gonna cut his dick off. Right. Uh, the attack took place around 7:40 a.m. Guy didn't even get coffee yet. He just showed up at the office. You know how that <laughs> is? You're tired. Someone comes up to you and be like, "Oh, you didn't get my email from yesterday." It's like, dude, give me ten minutes. You got a long day of lawyering ahead of you. <laughs> just dreading it. So yeah, he didn't even get his coffee yet, and the guy comes in, beats his ass, cuts his cuts dick his off. Dick off. Uh, mm-hmm. He was. Probably go home for the day at that point. <laughs> uh, police officials asked Kadukai, what happened to the organ? He's like, oh, I walked over and flushed it down the toilet. Carried so it to the bathroom. So on top of everything, call a plumber the next day. <laughs> the Roto-Rooter. Can you get it back? The car? No. Once it's down the toilet? Yeah, no. I mean, it's gone. <laughs> um, could you imagine me and the other guys, though, just using the urinals? This dude comes in just with a severed dick in his hand, flushes it down the toilet. Hmm. Although lawyers tend to be very competitive. So at that point, you're like, ah, I guess who's getting the promotion now? <laughs> Dickless wonder. Yeah. Um, lawyer's name has not been released, but officials state he's receiving treatment at an area hospital. His condition is unknown. What, what kind of treatment do you get? <laughs> Maybe they've developed a robocock or something in Japan. Well, have you actually, you know, funny that you mentioned that. Have you heard about this? The bionic penis? It feels like something we've talked about like at least every year on the podcast at some point. A fake dick. Now, this just happened in the news. Okay. Uh, a guy named Mohammed Abad got, had an operation in Scotland. Uh, he doesn't sound Scottish. No, I, no. But apparently under, he's just undergone pioneering surgery over the last three years to have a new fully functioning bionic penis. Hmm. So he lost his genitals in a horrific accident at age six yeah. when he was hit by a car and dragged for 800 yards. <laughs> Dude, that's just Jesus. terrible. Yeah, and it fucking ripped his cock off. Just ripped it. I think it ripped a lot of stuff off, but definitely his cock was gone. Yeah, definitely the cock. They started crafting a proper replacement three years ago with a skin graft taken from his arm. 
And so now, listen. Oh, so it's not like made of metal. Oh, it is. His manhood has two tubes along its length, which inflate with fluid when he presses a button on his testicles. (laughs) 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 That's how mine works. (laughs) Listen, Listen to this quote. When you want a bit of action, you press the on button. And when you're finished, you press another button. It takes seconds. That actually sounds better than my actual penis. This is what kind of blows my mind. The guy's divorced and currently single. So <laughs> someone was married to him and he didn't have a dick? Well, they divorced. I, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but they, at least his penis is dependable. You know, it's like you can rely on it. And say, especially if you're really yeah, no, drunk. No awkward boners is what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you wouldn't get an awkward boner. You'd actually know whiskey dick either. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It sounds better than the uh, the original. Yeah, it's a dependable unit. Uh, so the attack actually is not the first time a penis has been flushed down the toilet. Back in 2012, a jealous wife in Peru cut off her husband's penis and flushed it away. And oh, the guy was I mean, unable we all to know retrieve this it. Is the first time somebody's cock has been cut off. But it's it, it, but it. usually it's a woman, though, yeah. that would do the penis cutting. So it's yeah. atypical for a guy. Uh, so the best thing about this story, though, other than you know the events of the article, it's the Japanese commenta- commenters, like the news, the news uh, re- reporters here, the correspondents. Uh-huh. News must be amazing in uh, Japan. So listen to this. Uh, one of the, uh, some news reporter here posted, if I were the husband, I would have sprinkled some caustic soda in my wife's panties. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Like Dr. Pepper? No, I think they're talking about like baking soda. But like, you know, very Just to burn her genitals? Yeah. It's oh, that's terrible. That is medieval. This another uh, another news reporter said, well, there goes the popular thought that cheating is okay in Japan. Poor guy. Wasn't right. But that was too harsh. His life has changed forever now. That husband ruined his life too. Damn. Yeah, he's going to go to prison. Japanese and prison. This is my favorite one. One commenter shared, Deepest sympathy for the 42-year-old lawyer is he has to live a life without the most important organ that defines a man. He should write an autobiography, Survivor of a Penis Slaughter. I don't think I'm going to read that book. (laughs) (laughs) So it's it's unclear here what charges the uh, boxer might face, but... I think they're going to be, uh, I think, assault. Genital mutilation. Genital mutilation, <laughs> assault. I don't know. Um, we'll have to see what happens here. Anyway, if you think you're on Ashley Madison, I would do a search, see if your email address pops up, and then be very careful around your wife. Watch your back. Watch your back for the next couple of days. Next couple of weeks. What do you have here for the second story? Um, somebody named Nick said, I could see D doing this. Nice. I can't really see you doing this. <laughs> I think it has to do with the fact that your dad died is the only reason he's associating this story with you. But I'm going to appreciate cl- this. I guess you got to relate it to the show somehow. A rural Kentucky man, uh, was arrested Monday night for allegedly attempting to dig up his dad's grave. Yeah, Not I, just dig I, up his dad. I, I think I would he do was it. trying to dig up his dad's body. So dig up the whole gra- the coffin, everything. Well, yeah, I mean, the whole point is to get his body out, as will become clear as I get into the story here. The guy's name is Michael D. May. He's a member of the Pilot Baptist Church, so he's in the Pilot Baptist Churchyard. 
Which in the country, you know, do they just bury the bodies right next to the church? Because it's a holy spot. In the city, there's usually not a graveyard right next to the church. A modern city. A modern city, you got to, and not to mention, there's like a, an actual like cemetery where there's right. workers around. Like you'd have to break into this at night and be a, a grave robber. A grave robber. Yeah. In Europe, sometimes they're buried right under the church. You know, you go look at the old cathedrals and you just walk in there and you look down and you're like, oh, there's an old bishop or something. Isn't that a mausoleum right though? It's like there. No, like interred. right in those cathedrals. I think when you went to Europe, you just you're just in the rave clubs doing your fucking designer Euro drugs the whole time. But I actually go look at cultural things. <laughs> when I went to Prague, <laughs> I went to like one of the oldest cemeteries in Europe. Yeah, didn't you look? Well, no, but in the cathedral, when you look at the floor, some oftentimes. Oh, the, they're yeah, they're interred in the floor. Yeah, saying. I saw that. That's what I'm saying. But anyways, in Kentucky, you just go right outside the Baptist Church, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's in the backyard. The sheriffs were driving by around 10.30 p.m., and the sheriffs uh, spotted Michael D. May's pickup truck. Of course, he drives a pickup truck. And he found the 44-year-old Michael D. May with a shovel and a pickaxe. That's really planning right there, the pickaxe. Like, most people wouldn't think of that. They think, like, oh, I'm going to go dig a hole. They get a shovel. But the pickaxe is key if the ground is hard to break it up, and then you move the dirt out with the shovel. And then you shovel it. Yeah, so... How long, it, how long had the dad been mar- been buried there? If I... Um, thirty years. <laughs> yeah, so that that could be some hard soil, right? Plans um, ahead, this guy, and it's been dry. You know, the drought hardens up the ground. He'd made it down uh, approximately like two two to three feet. Um, or sorry, the swath that he was digging in was around two to three feet. It doesn't really say how deep he got, but you know, he was seriously going at it. This wasn't just something he was contemplated. He, he was actually in the process. And uh, who would have known, but they arrested him, and he was a, extremely intoxicated. <laughs> well, he was drunk. Fancy yeah. that. Sheriff's, uh, his name is Kurt Folger, which is a great name. He said, it's crazy. I thought, what the hell? He was pretty messed up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you do this type of thing sober. Michael D. May said... Daddy didn't do things right, and I needed to dig him up and get him into heaven. <laughs> okay, now wait a second here. So he was planning on digging up his dad 30 years later. To argue with him about some things. But how was he going to get him into heaven? Like He was going to make amends in oh, this I argument? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. He's wasted in Kentucky. This is way. I bet you he's on way better moonshine than we ever received. The Pilot Baptist Church pastor, Greg Haynes, weighed in. He said... He said that May told cops he wanted to make sure his dad's eternal fate was sealed, which that to me sounds like you're trying to send him the other direction. I don't know. What do I know about Baptist theology? Well, I don't. Okay. What I don't understand here is it's been 30 years. How long does it take to get to heaven or hell? I mean, for religious people, doesn't usually like once you die, it's a couple days. You go through purgatory for a week. It's like being in a waiting room at a doctor's office. You get I your, was thinking about this. You know, it's like, it doesn't take 30 years. I No, but I think you're wrong. I was thinking about this the other day. I think what Christians actually believe is you go in the dirt, and then when Jesus comes back, then everybody rises up, right? Or something like that. Oh, so you're waiting for Jesus to <laughs> I return? I think everybody before waits. 
No, 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 no. I think it's you die, your soul goes up to purgatory. In purgatory, you up take a purgatory. number. Or somewhere. It goes somewhere to wherever purgatory is, the realm of purgatory. Mm-hmm. You then get a number, and then someone decides. It's like, was it St. Joseph or whatever is an arbitrary? He looks at it, he's like, yeah. Mm. You know, you're on Ashley Madison. Jacked off to gay porn a couple times. You're going down to hell. And I thought that's Man, how it that's works. It takes, I, I thought huh? it takes like a couple weeks. You know? A couple weeks of processing. You're a terrorist. You're on a train strapped yeah. with a bomb. If it's slowed down, yeah. you're going to hell. Yeah. Well, the pastor said after 30 years, you're a little late on that. So he agrees with you. Okay, see? Thought so. <laughs> the pastor goes on. The whole reason to read the story is just the pastor's comments. <laughs> and actually, the church treasurer also weighs in. But the pastor said, you don't just go digging up your daddy's grave. You just don't. I ain't heard of it. He's a man of the cloth. The church treasurer weighs in, like anybody asked. Lewis Johnson, he, he knows the Mays family. And he said the suspect's father was beaten to death at a sawmill after drinking with his coworkers. This is a true Kentucky story. Wow. So wait, his coworkers beat him to death. They were all drinking to excess, obviously, and then he, they beat him to death. Oh, man, 30 years ago. The son who's trying to dig up his dad. I mean, aren't you just like a puff of dirt after 30 years? Or does the formaldehyde keep you together pretty well? No, I imagine like you're just a skeleton. Yeah I, I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't imagine. I bet you're, I mean, I'm sure you're like a, just a decaying skeleton. Huh. I mean, I've seen enough horror movies. That's pretty badass. That. Yeah, it's I mean. like very metal to be a skeleton. I mean, I wonder if I were the. dig you up. If I were the cops, I think I would have hit out just to hear this argument. Right. I, mean, I want to go to, nice. if I went to a church, I would want to go to this church. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like wacky hijinks are always happening. I, I would definitely like go pastor. to church service the next Sunday after this happened. Like, wow, did you hear about that guy? <laughs> no, what? Oh, well, let me tell you. <laughs> See that big hole out in the graveyard? Oh, yeah, I just thought somebody new was getting buried. No, that's an old grave. He's trying to dig up his up? daddy. Yeah, Has this guy ever heard of a Ouija board? Isn't that what you use a Ouija board for, to argue with the dead? Yeah, but that's sinful to use one of those things. Well, go, why not go, go to like and... a psychic or something? <laughs> also sinful. Oh. Digging right. up your dad's grave, perfectly acceptable. It's actually <laughs> reminiscent of, you know, the people. And I can always wonder about this, too. So, like, they buried Jesus in the fucking cave. And then three days later, people were like, I want to check out Jesus' corpse. And so they like roll the thing open. Shouldn't like the you know the fucking guy the who's who's the guy who always catches the to catch a predator? Shouldn't he be like, hey, what Chris are you doing Hansen? there? Yeah, Chris Hansen should be like, hey, why are you opening up Jesus's corpse three days later? Or his, whatever his his cave, not his corpse. Yeah, I wonder what the deal is here. It's a suspect. Like, yeah, were there a lot of deviants in that time? Do you think they're yeah, opening up the opening up the grave to go like you know abuse a corpse? Well, and, and women back then weren't just, like, going to have sex with you before you, like, you know, put a ring on that shit. Because that was the whole point of life was to try and, like, you know, make your way through it and get married and have children and be secure. They, they wouldn't just, like, have premarital sex. So I think there was probably a lot more corpse fucking back then. Yeah, I, th- I think so, too. Yeah. That, well, a lot of sheep. I mean, that's a very common thing. Wasn't it the ladies that opened up the, the cave, though? No, I think it was. Oh, wait. Were they going to open up the cave to wash the body? I don't know. It just sounds very sus- like. Don't be opening up my fucking grave after I'm in there. Just leave it alone. I'm thinking they were going in there to to abuse a corpse, <laughs> to just grind their pussies on it, or maybe to get like their a keepsake. <laughs> I got Jesus's loincloth. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. 
Sell that shit on sell that shit. eBay. <laughs> Biblical eBay. You just write the item on a rock and then sort of throw it in the town square. Let people bid on it. Yeah. That's wow. it. Oh, that's he's it? Been, that's uh, it? That's it? Well, he's in What's jail. Happening? Public t- intoxication of a controlled substance, possession of marijuana, violating graves. Uh, the jailer says uh, he's still in jail. He's a little out of it, so it could be a while. He's in one of those like benders where it takes you like five or six days to undrunk yourself. He's probably got that, that really potent hillbilly marijuana. Right. And mix it up with some wild turkey. Or moonshine, oh, yeah. probably. Yeah. And that's this would be the least of the there. bad things you'd be doing. So I don't even want to know what he did to his mother's grave. Did they go into that? No. Yeah. She might be still alive. Oh, possibly. Hmm. Who knows? Oh, we'll see what happens there. Those like hillbilly matriarchs live for a long time. Yeah, don't they tend to like live to like you know like a hundred years old yeah, and they no just teeth. have yeah they have a whole All family stooped over with scoliosis. People send your stories to around podcast at hotmail dot com. Got a few phone calls to get to. 206-666-3846 is that number. Before we get to our phone calls, uh, here's another word from Adam and Eve. Spice to your sex life? Go to adamandeve.com. You'll get 50% off your purchase, free shipping, two adult DVDs, and a product so sensual, we can't even mention it on this podcast. No, no. Just type the coupon code DIDDLE upon checkout. So I got a few phone calls to get to. Uh, 206-666-3846 is that number. Um, let me see here. The first call we got came in uh, from another guy talking about, I think he's responding to you. Remember you had your marriage advice a couple weeks ago? No. <laughs> Some guy called in. He was about to get married. He asked Wackerly, like, how do I make my marriage last? And I don't remember what kind of wisdom you imparted, but. I remember saying you should bone a lot on your wedding day. Is that what he's talking about? That's what you said. Yeah. So here's another guy offering his own marriage advice. Oh, great. It's always good to get multiple perspectives. Ah, Dean Lance. It's Epic Farter here. Remember this guy? I'd ring you on the way into Oxford. uh, Just listening to the latest podcast. And it's quite interesting listening to uh, Lance's two cents about getting married and having sex. Uh, Either I'm doing it really wrong. Or uh, you're still in the honeymoon period, which means Did he just you're fart? still getting sex. Yeah, I think he, the um, epic farting man just farted die off. tape. Um, it does die off until they start wanting kids. Um, the only reason they smile at the, the altar is because they know it's the last head they're going to give. What well, it is in the UK, anyway. Um, yeah, yeah. Do you think with those teeth they give be- better head? No. Think worse head because they're so well, I just snaggle think tooth. it's like, uh, you know, who knows where that thing is going? They're out of, out of control. Oh yeah, you don't, want, right. you don't want a big like s- stray tooth hitting you in the nuts. Well, that's the thing, and they're different sizes and like yeah. in different directions. Right. 
nearly married. I've been married nine years now, today. Oh, that's and, a And uh, I pretty dog. much have to earn it. Fight for it. Uh, <laughs> Fight for it? This is sounding a little rapey. Get blue balls. <laughs> um, yeah, it's... Uh, I might own it. It's like having a classic car. I own it. Yeah. But I can't ride it every day. It's a Porsche that's just um, in the shop all the time. Yeah, I just thought I'd give my two cents on that. Well, he's, you know, uh, being married nine years, it's a lot different than me. I haven't been married one year, so I, what do I know? But yeah, I would no, like, I'd like to hear from him, you know, when you are fighting. <laughs> I assume fighting is a metaphor. But, like, what, what's your method of instigating sex after you've been married nine years? That, that I'd be curious about that. Like, you, does your wife come home from work and you're just sort of, like, laying on the the couch with your cock out? Does that work? He's just, he's offering this very bleak portrayal of marriage. This you know, is what you usually hear, you know. Like yeah, but as an unmarried husband. man, I'm not like, wow, this is something I'm striving for. I think it, it takes all kinds of, because I know I've worked with dudes, and I never know why they're so open about this. I've worked with dudes who talk about like, ah, my wife always wants to fuck, I hate it. I'm like, ugh, that's weird. Don't tell me that. Wait, they, they bring this up. Do you, have you seen their wives, though? Like, do you have a mental image no, of what the wife looks like? I definitely have a mental image, but I've never seen them. And then I've had the other guy, the other dudes who also, I don't want to hear this from a work coworker, but are like, ah, oh, my wife never wants to fuck. Maybe tonight, because it's Valentine's Day. Or something. I'm just like, TMI, dude. How common do you think that is, though, in, in marriages? Like, the only time you ever have sex is birthdays and Valentine's Day. I think it's more common than you'd like to believe. See, that's why tragic. I didn't. I, I feel like I but should. Once put, again, I'm talking as a guy who's been married less than a year. So what the fuck do I know? I'm sure all the all the married, long time married dudes are laughing at me right now. I feel like I should put all my efforts, just focus it all into trying to become rich, and then just be able to fuck like young gold diggers. Because at least I'd still be getting laid. Because they have to have sex with me, or I, I mean, won't that's, pay the okay, rent. The, what you're saying is like that you're gonna put all your effort into winning the lotto. So no, like just uh, you know trying to get a promotion and have a job like 250 grand a year and so then just i won't have kids i won't have kids i'll have a nice apartment or a nice house like a nice home and then i will just like have sex with these gold diggers who just don't care about me as a person so you're gonna get into the 0.1 percent and just work it from there you know you could i bet you you could just go like if i went back to grad school and graduated, like got a law degree. I'd be making like you know 150 grand a year. You could support some young gold digger. Well, wait, you just dropped the salary from 250 to 150. Okay, 150. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm just trying to be realistic here. You don't want to be, because uh, you don't want to go too far and be one of those like Sting, Trudy Styler type couples. Ah, uh, that'd be but, the like, worst. But like, they're just having sex too much. You're just Tantric like, oh, style. You're fucking old. You're, it's a little bit. I mean, you should have sex, but just you know, keep it reason to a reasonable amount. But do you think? Do you think you'll ever get? To, like, would you be fulfilled if you're like six years into the marriage, you're having sex once every six months? I think there's a problem there. No, that's, that's why people problem. go to Ashley Madison. And it's not just a problem with the lack of sex. I just think that when you're not having sex. Then it allows you to focus on all the like annoying things that your partner does. Because <laughs> there's a lot, you know, numerous. Yeah, oh, of course. Yeah. Any relationship, it's mostly you being annoyed with the other person at all their like little dumb habits that you don't agree with, and vice versa. Yeah, that's about the same as both ways. And then you're like, oh yes, fucking. Uh, and then you sort of forget about all that little shit until like an hour later. Then you start thinking about it again. But that's what that's what the sex does. It just gives you a little bit of a reprieve from noticing all the 
you know, ways your life would be better if you just lived by yourself. Well, I think it also reaffirms why you're with this person. It's like, sweet orgasms. Like, a, you know, yeah, banking, actually having legit, like actual sex. That's, and especially that's as you get older, it's like, person. well, nobody else is going to bang me. Yeah, I know. Now, so now all, you have to bang me. This is all the banging that's in my future. We have a contract. We have a contract, like, have a contract. To Yeah. Isn't that the next uh, James Bond title? Contract to bang. Uh, it's not. Keep it sleazy. Okay, thank you. All right, well, there you go. That's uh, an Englishman's take on marriage. Um, sounds very bleak. So summer's nearing uh, nearing its close. Burning Man's happening like in a week. Burning Man's always the end of summer. Um, you hear about people are like, yeah, I'm back to school sales. So do people get depressed right now, like typically? You parents that are sending their children back to school? No, just the fact that summer's ending. Oh. Because I don't give a shit. I hate the sun. I hate summer. Well, the sun is out throughout the year. I mean, you live in Los Angeles. I know, you know but I, I still there, try to hide it. Feel. But the sun, summer, just ma- summer just makes it last longer. I, like, I like it when it gets dark around 4 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> what I hate about it is that um, in the summertime... A certain, and it's not like a large percentage, but it's a certain, this is the most boring reason ever, but I'm just going with it. You know, a certain percentage of like 10% of people who have school-aged children are on vacation at any time of during the summer. That is true. And so as soon as the summer ends, all those 10% of the people are back on the fucking highways in the, you know, for commute time. And it just fucks with the, you know, and, and like, you know, when I'm going out for lunch at work, there's that many more people out trying to get a sandwich ahead of me. All those people come back. I That's true. You, you don't see this as Traffic much in, uh, in the Bay area, but in LA and I'm sure New York, Chicago, you just see girls just dressing like in their summer clothes. That's kind of cool. Oh Yeah. You know, that's good too. That's a that's an, that's an end. It's it's almost big bulky sweater season. Yeah, and coats. But the other thing I hate about summer too, at least coming to an end, is now we got to deal with the holidays. No, like Halloween's the holidays. cool, but then you got Thanksgiving and Christmas. Ah, you just so. don't like Thanksgiving because it interrupts your like one meal per month plan. <laughs> I just don't like life. <laughs> All right. So anyway, one of the main things about summer is uh, parents send their kids to summer camp. And we've already brought up our camp stories, how much I hated Jew camp. And you didn't you go to like some like Christian weird gay camp or something? <laughs> yeah, um, sure. So anyway. Pre-education. <laughs> um, remember uh, Anne, that nympho from like Northern California? Oh, yeah. That was going to have the cock competition with uh, Jeffrey. Yeah. And she like, didn't she get like boned at like a Clash concert or something? So right. she calls right in, in. Right in the crowd. Yeah. Right in the audience. So she calls in with her summer camp story that I'm sure is going to be steamy. Hey, Sikranon. So it's Anne from Northern California. And um, you were talking about summer camp today. Reminded me of my only summer camp that I ever went to. I was 16. And my mom wanted to get rid of me for a few weeks and sent me on a bicycle ride um, on Highway 1 in California. And there were eight boys, and they were from uh, 15 to 17, and me. And um, I did have a boyfriend, so I was trying to be good, and I didn't have sex with any of them. The next to the last day, the younger boys were telling me they had never eaten anybody out before, so... 
I let and showed each one of them how to do it together. All four of them and I were hanging out behind a tent, and um, we went ahead and did that. And then the next night, the four older boys showed me what they could do. So that was my summer camp. Thanks, boys. Love the show. Bye. Wow. Good job, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> she just Did she just get eaten out? By all the guess she's fellow ab- campers, she, I guess she abides by the Bill Clinton rules of sex definition. Yeah, like that's. I mean, we didn't. I didn't have sex with any of them, but they all consecutively chowed my box. Yeah, why wouldn't she just have sex at that point? I mean, she could have had a full-on <laughs> gangbang. I just think. I mean, do you think her boyfriend bought that? You didn't have sex with any of those guys, did you? No, they all ate me out, but they just ate wasn't me out. Cheating. You know, that's interesting, too. I'm, it was I'm, an educational <laughs> seminar that's showing them how to do cunnilingus. Logistically speaking, how do you think this occurred? Did she just stand, like, in the tent, and one guy went in the tent, left the tent, one guy went in the tent, left the tent? Or was it, like, just... It sounds more like they were all sort of, like, gathered around the campfire, the campfire being her vagina. So <laughs> they were just watching it, roasting some marshmallows? Right. That would be eating her box. Um, I don't know if I'd want to do, quote-unquote, sloppy seconds eating a woman's vagina. Well, Like, you know, after somebody else had their dirty, non-toothbrushed mouth on there? Yeah, but it's not like they, like, you know, fucked her and blew a load in it. I know, but it's still pretty gross. Yeah, it's like drinking from a water fountain. No, it's not. <laughs> it's like sharing a lollipop with a dude. I guess it is like more like sharing, like, a popsicle or something. Yeah. But, I mean, whatever. I mean, I guess you... Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it depends. If I was that young, like... Because did you say they were 15 to 17? So these 15-year-old Oh, don't kids. get me wrong. I would do it. <laughs> 15 years old, I'd be right up in there. But I'm just saying. Nowadays, I have more discern- discerning sensibilities. So it sounds like like the the one kid brought it up, and then it came up again. Like, I wonder if like all the kids were being like, okay, there's eight of us here. Psyops. There's seven of us. We have to fuck her. I mean, she's the one girl. Right. I'm also like, I'm surprised the mom didn't research this camp, quote unquote. I feel like her mom probably knew exactly what was going on and just didn't give a shit, or who knows? Who knows? I don't know. So we got How another. Could you be that oblivious. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, thank you, Anne, for the camp story. I, I love her phone calls personally, right. and they're always uh, they're always me of sexy. A simpler time. Yeah. Uh, we got another camp story. Have you? Do you watch? Do you ever see that uh, Wet Hot American Summer? No. You ever watch the movie? Nope. Ever saw the movie? The my wife right. watched the show. Actually, another friend of mine watches the show. He said there's some pretty funny moments. I, I do. I like the concept of all these like grown adults trying to pretend that they're all teenagers. Well, that's the funny thing. Is when the movie came out, it was like in the late '90s. And now, you know, it's like 16 years later. And so you had all these, like Janine Garofalo trying to pretend like she's 16 or Michael yeah. Showalter trying to be like 16. It's the, the show's funny. It's on Netflix. Um, Lake Bell, though, do you know who that is? No. She's one of the girls in the show. Amazing. She's, a, she's, my, she's my new celebrity crush. Um, anyway, it's, a, you know, summer camp's definitely a theme. We got another camp story call here. Hey guys, this is Michael from Florida, your favorite job there in the state. I, I really should get a nickname because I'm trying to be like the new Florida correspondent. But, um, anyways, I was listening. What do you think, Florida man? <laughs> Duh. It's That's easy. Taken. Yeah. Oh, what do you think? What's a good Florida? Should we call him Jeb? No. 
Well, th- all right. Listen to this call, and then maybe at the end of the call, we can decide what <laughs> a good nickname is. Right. I'm looking at yeah, Lake Bell. Right. from show or something. You know, uh, speaking of that, she was in the, uh, remember the fappening? Her pictures were leaked. So you can see naked pictures of Lake Bell. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Too bad I don't have those pictures saved to my hard drive somewhere. Oh, you should have done that. Oh, I do. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm paying even hey guys, less attention to this call. Michael from Florida, your favorite goddamn state. I, I really should get a nickname because I'm trying to be like your new Florida correspondent. But, um, anyways, I was listening to episode 494 from a week ago or so and talking about summer camp and sexual experiences. Well, one time it was, I think, either sophomore or junior year, I was uh, a counselor for the summer camp that a rec center was holding. And I actually ended up getting kicked out of that place for hooking up with another female counselor in the office of the uh, camp director. And I almost got Classic. flashed with a lewd and lascivious charge. But <clears throat> Jesus. Wait, why would he get a lewd and lascivious charge? I mean, he's underage. Mm, I don't know. I mean, he's being lewd and lascivious, I guess. I guess maybe the camp director's office is considered having sex in public. But isn't... Well, yeah, I mean, that's weird. It wasn't, like, in public view of anyone else. Like, then the other campers saw it. But isn't that what summer camp's all about? <laughs> well, you're supposed to have sex with the other counselors. Yeah, I mean, it's the un- unstated truth of summer camp. It's every kid that goes there, especially at co-ed camp, is trying to, you know, get get laid but what about the counselors though yes yeah, i mean that was the one thing about uh I, like i know my brother was a camp counselor at a uh, jewish camp i can't think of the name or camp tamarack i don't even want to know the outcome of that no oh, well my brother situation. was my brother was involved in all that i kind of wish <laughs> some kid comes back from camp <laughs> i got laid <laughs> well tell us about it you know his little friends well <laughs> my camp counselor jeffrey Ooh, you did it wrong <laughs> Um, I kind of look back on my camp experience and I'm a bit, I'm a bit antisocial. I kind of don't like people. So I, th- I had a very negative camp experience. I hated it. But I look back at other people that went to camp and I think I kind of was being very intolerant. I think, I think I should have tried to like make it work a bit better because you could go every summer. Like I had other friends that went and they, they became camp, camp counselors and everybody fucked each other. At least you got hand jobs and blow jobs. Right. I think that's the way it worked. And instead, I just was like, I hate this. I hate being told what to do. I hate people. I hate Jewish I people. I hate being away from my mother. <laughs> I hate and being... my asthma. <laughs> my asthma. <laughs> I can't I mean, you're making feed. it sound very, very cool why you didn't like to go, but we all know the truth. Oh, no. It's exactly what it was. I just didn't like being... I don't like to yeah. pee in front of other people in the communal bathroom. <laughs> that's exactly it, though. That's why. Like, I was my away from Atari my books. is at home. I had to like, yeah, I had to deal with other people. I kind of wish I would have been a little more outgoing at that point and then became a camp counselor and was cool. Listen to like Dave Matthews or something. And then I would have got laid and I probably would have enjoyed myself and I wouldn't have been hosting this podcast like some bitter 40 year old unfulfilled man. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> enough about Let's that. Let's finish happens. this. Anyways, uh, keep it soft, keep it warm. See you. We should almost just play the phone calls to the end before we start our commentary. <laughs> Why you know, change now? I know, but it's like we just put, we press play and it's just the salutation. It's like we're done. Yeah. Keep it soft. Keep it warm. People are used to it. 
Anyway, it's almost the end of summer, so fuck you guys. No more sun for you. You're going to have to go back to the drudgery of winter. Start up with school. Graduate from school and go get your job that you hate for the rest of your life. Get married. Have your family. Then find out your wife or husband's cheating on you. Get cancer. Die. Yeah, that's pretty much life. Uh, but call in your phone calls. We'd love to hear from you. 206-666-3846. Uh, we also got one email... Uh, that I want to get to because I kind of feel like I should issue a mea culpa here. I think I was a bit of a dick last week. Surprise, surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was telling you, what, I was telling everybody, uh, I had Joe Kelly on last week. He uh, guest hosted for the phone call segment. Uh-huh. And uh, we were talking about, we went to a hair metal show in Irvine. We saw the uh, hair metal bands. One of the bands that we saw was uh, well, Sebastian Bach's new band. Sebastian Bach, the uh, former lead singer of Skid Row. Great, great performer, band? just called Sebastian Bach. It's like Sebastian Bach's band doesn't even have a name for it. But that guy's, that guy's a showman. He's a great performer. Sounds amazing. Doesn't look that bad considering how old he is. But at one point, uh, he brought this woman on stage who I said was a stripper skank. Because she looked like one. She was wearing a tight dress. She had big, huge fake titties, blonde. And he starts making out with her and slaps her on the ass. I apologize for that. I don't know if she was a stripper or not. You know, I just assume that <laughs> when you, you get know, engaged to Sebastian Bach, you don't have to be a stripper anymore. That's the point. Exactly. So she probably isn't a stripper. I didn't even know if it was his fiance. I just thought it was his girlfriend or whatever. But Shauna wrote in on Facebook and she said, I love the podcast and you guys always deliver great stories. But calling Sebastian's fiance a skank stripper <laughs> is not cool, man. Oh, it's not. Yes. It really isn't. She goes, they are good She's friends of mine. She's an astrophysicist. <laughs> she says, they are good friends of mine. Uh, parentheses, my hubby is his bodyguard, which kind of cracks oh. me up. Now I understand why you're uh, issuing the apology. Do you think Sebastian Bach needs a bodyguard? Yeah, why not? Dude, the guy's like six foot four. He can oh. beat the shit out of I both of us. he wasn't famous enough. Well, I don't think he's famous enough either to, to need. I mean, I imagine he probably needed a bodyguard back in the like the late nineties oh, or early nineties, late eighties. Amazing showman. But I mean, eh, what's he really doing? Like touring county fairs, playing like uh, small clubs. Irvine, you said. Well, know, well, that was just a metal festival. I know he's on TV shows. That's the thing with Sebastian Bach. Like he's actually still relevant. Like he's on. Uh, one of the girls that we were with that went to the show with us was like, I know him from Gilmore Girls. He was, was on like, Gilmore Girls? He was on Gilmore Girls, yes. Hmm. Interesting. I know he was on Trailer Park Boys. Trailer Park Boys, too, speed. yeah. But, I mean, that's the thing. The guy actually still does things. So, uh, her hubby's his bodyguard, and she says Suzanne is an, an amazing chick, and she's not a stripper either. Tisk tisk. So, <laughs> listen, when we can't say people, you know, when, if... If we say you're a stripper, that's a compliment. You know, you yeah, I was about look to say. good enough to be a stripper. There's plenty of women that we would never say are a stripper. And uh, I think it's a compliment. If he brought out a woman his age, you know, weighing about 180 pounds, five foot three, you know, I'm in with like big blown up hair from the 80s, I would have looked at that and been like, okay, yeah, she's not a stripper. Yeah. Or maybe like she was in 1984. Yeah, <laughs> she's an eyesore. But no, he, she, he brought out a very attractive woman. And I assume she was a stripper by her big fake titties and blonde hair. But you know what? I assume that. And uh, I made an ass out of uh, myself. Or is that ass out of you and me? Is that how it works? Anyway, Mostly my apologies you. to you, Shauna and Sebastian Bach. I bet you his uh, wife is, is uh, an amazing chick. She looks really hot. 
And uh, yeah, why don't you get Sebastian Bach to call in the show? I think he can be a big fan. <laughs> I always like that guy. Did you, did you ever like Skid Row back in the day? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, they were just in the, the milieu of all the other bands. Well, he was one of those dudes, though, that everybody would be like, oh, yeah, it looks like a hot chick till he turns around. You're like, ah, it's a dude. And there's a lot Even of in like the face. He looked like a chick. I mean, you don't, you don't remember that, but there, I mean, there were a lot of those bands. Like a lot of people said like, Oh yeah. Like back in the eighties, like right. they turned around and you're like, what the fuck? You're a dude, but you look like a chick. This is scary. Steven Tyler wrote a song about it. Dude looks like a lady. Yeah. <laughs> people might know that one. <laughs> uh, people we're still, we still have a couple prints left and we have a couple T's left. Just uh, some smalls. I think, we, I don't even know if I have any mediums left, but if you want to buy some sick and wrong swag, go to the cafe press store, cafepress.com slash sick and wrong, um, slash sick and wrong podcast. Oh, we do have a, a splendid array of t-shirts in all sizes there. Finally here, sick and wrong song of the week. Wackily. I'm going to go check out motorhead tonight in about two hours. Hmm. I'm stoked. I've seen that band. Stripper-looking ladies there. You never pick up girls at Motorhead shows. Although now Motorhead's kind of cool here, though. Like I know I've 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 been seeing Motorhead. When's the first time we saw Motorhead? Was that like 1994? Do you remember that That show at Harpo's? Yeah, it sounds about right. But you've probably seen them like once or twice. I've continuously, I think. I've continuously seen them through the years. So it's been like you're like a groupie. Yeah, no, I like Motorhead. Like, they play, and I have the money, or if I'm around, I'll definitely go check him out. Lemmy's my favorite. He's, my fa- he's the embodiment of rock and roll. I will be genuinely bummed out when he dies. And he's not doing all that healthy now. You notice that? <laughs> all that years of healthy living. Have you heard, uh, there's an article going around that, uh, Lemmy Kilimister of the le- legendary he- heavy metal band Motorhead announced that he's abandoned his beloved whiskey. In favor of vodka. <laughs> As a health, a health measure. Yeah, he's been suffering from gastric distress and dehydration. He canceled some gigs. So he said that uh, instead of Jack and Coke, he's now doing vodka and orange juice because it helps keep his diabetes in check. <laughs> <laughs> Is vodka healthier than uh, whiskey? I don't think so. I thought it was about the, the same. orange juice might be healthier than the... Uh... The, the coca-cola they both damage your liver yeah i guess he's maybe still doing loads of meth <laughs> maybe you should cut that out yeah i don't know if he's still pouring the meth inside of his vodka like he did in his whiskey but possibly yeah that uh i remember back in the day i had when i did rampage radio we had death angel on death angel like in the 80s was a death metal band but they were like in high school like one of their, their drummers like 14 years old mm-hmm. and they got big really fast like they exploded and they went on tour with motorhead and metallica in england and they said at one point dennis peppa from the band was saying that we were on the bus with with lemmy and Lemmy, they watched him just pour speed into his jack daniels and be like you want some and they're all like no <laughs> just like totally shocked so yeah i wonder i mean Lemmy says he's indestructible. When Lemmy offers you meth, you do the meth. You do the Still math. Rule. You should always do the math. Um, but uh, yeah, we're going to end the show here with uh, one of my favorite Motorhead songs, Orgasmatron. It's such a good Motorhead song. He always plays that live, so I'm looking forward to that. Saxon is actually opening the show, so should be fun. I have Saxon. to check it out. Saxon. Uh, anyway, um, people will be back next week with episode 498. Till then, take a sleazy.
I love bands like that. Like, really, Saxon? Like, they just picked it because the name. Saxon. Because it sounds cool. <laughs> it's like, really? You know, the Anglo-Saxon Wars of 1213 or whatever? That's what you're into? Oh, yeah, we really identify with the Saxon side. No, they just thought the name sounds cool, so they picked it. But isn't that kind of what, uh, they're, they're English? Aren't they Anglo-Saxons there? So shouldn't they be the Anglos? Or the Anglo-Saxons? It doesn't sound as cool. 